0: You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, Hal, are we in for a treat today? This one is going to have some. Let's throw to a clip,
1: <laughs> which producer like Ken is gonna love. We spent, we spent. You were both very patient. Waited, I think, four hours for me to try to build this uh, audio shield, which I built but yeah. now it will not attach to a regular mic stand nor does it properly attach to my boom arm so i've taken this microphone and put it here and it's a whole thing
0: yeah you're back to what we always record with but we had a nice long chat while you were trying to get this thing to work yeah wasn't that nice so we got that going for us <laughs> uh how are you my brother
1: i'm doing all right yeah? i'm doing all right it's been a week you know yeah
0: i was in portland recently I know and, you uh, just, you and, uh, Fred and Annie and Millie just, uh, just missed
1: each other, didn't you? Just, and I sent Annie a text and said, Hey, yeah. uh, I'm going to be in Portland. What should I see? And you know what she wrote back? What? Nothing. Wow. She literally
0: wrote back the word nothing or she didn't text you back. Did not write, <laughs> did
1: not write me back. No, I Wow. Put her on blast
0: right here on the show.
1: I did. You write me yeah. back, Annie. She doesn't listen. So. I, but I used the trip. I was like, I want to walk a ton. Mm-hmm. And so, so every day it's like, th- like 12,000 steps, 15,000 steps. We hiked up yeah. uh, beacon rock, but like a third of the way. And then my dad was like, I'm done. And I had to stop every switchback because like, oh, my heart rate's 167. I better stop and let it come back down. But as a result of that, I'm like, I want to use this as a launch pad to start walking more. Great. After work on Monday, I went to a local park and I did like a three mile hike. The day after I did about three miles walking and then yesterday it was a hundred degrees. So I didn't, but today I was like, Oh, let me order lunch for pickup and I'll go walk to get it. It's about a mile out, mile back. Perfect. I was like, it's only 92 degrees. Can you believe that is, yeah, that's, that's
0: (laughs) the good, that's the good version now.
1: Yeah. You know what happens over the course of an hour walking? What? Did you take baby powder with you? It gets hotter. No, it wasn't even that. That's not even what I'm talking about. It was just, (laughs) it got oppressively hot. And I was like, oh, I realize the one thing my neighborhood doesn't really have too much of is shade in walking areas. Uh Uh-oh. But I had a big hat on, so.
0: That's fair. I've seen that big hat. Is that the big hat you took on the cruise? Yeah. That was a good big hat you had on that cruise. My big hat. Oh, but I
1: bought a big hat there. I bought like a plastic hat there. I don't think I have that one. Oh, this This was was a straw hat. This is like, no, no, this is like a mesh fabric. I wear it in the pool sometimes. It's in the sunny. pool? Uh-huh. Yeah, because it floats. Right. Oh. Got the foam in the brim. Look at that. I didn't know there were pool hats.
0: Well, we're I not here to people. talk about pool hats, Hal. Apparently we are. Apparently we are, but we're here to start talking about pool hats and then pivot like we always do sure. on this show to our topic, which is, of course, Funniest musical instrument, which I love. Tom Valesky suggested this one. Thank you, Tom, for the suggestion. Um, There's some funny musical instruments out there, but I was, I was curious in putting this together. And we talked a little bit beforehand because that can mean multiple things. Funniest musical instrument can mean multiple things. It can mean the sound of the musical instrument is often used in comedy or used for comedic effect. So it is a funny musical instrument in that way. Or the musical instrument itself is an oddball, funny kind of musical instrument. So we've divided them up into two different categories, and we can talk about both of them. But first, well, I guess this would change what our criteria would be. Would we use different criteria for the oddball kind of instruments versus the ones that make funny sounds? Or do you think there are universal criteria that we can use for this? I
1: think it's what's the funniest. Like it could be it doesn't have to be there are different kinds of funny, right? Like there's funny like a clown is dressed weird and that. Yeah, sure. I'm like funny funny do funny, funny yeah. how like Joe Pesci. Yeah. Or you can have a clown where even how they're dressed doesn't matter because it's what they're doing that's funny. Right. So, you could have a normal person. You get you know, you don't need Bill Irwin to be in saggy clothes to be funny and do clowning stuff. But he He's is great funny. at that. He's fantastic at it, but he doesn't need the outfit to be funny. So no. he could be dressed normally doing something hilarious or he could be dressed hilariously and also doing something hilarious. That's true. And I guess when I'm thinking about the criteria, it's usually for our episodes. This also excites me when
0: and I I love every episode that we do. They are all my children and I love all my children equally. <laughs> that said, uh there is something fun about an episode that isn't the best. And usually when it's the best blank, we have to come up with a bunch of criteria that determines what the best is in this case. It does feel like a slightly more subjective thing, the funniest.
1: Yes. All right. But I think we're in the same neighborhood. Yeah. We're going to agree ultimately on it.
0: Yeah. And I also, I, well, I hope that you and I would have similar comedic tastes because we have done comedy together for nearly 20 years. That's true.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, and this would be a weird time to find out it's not the case. Yeah. Also, we
0: didn't th- find the same stuff funny. I thought we'd been doing drama this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you take everything
1: so seriously. Yeah. If you're thinking, "Oh, hey, uh, this is gonna be subjective," guess what? This is all subjective. We're how we're dare making you a decision, Hal? This show
0: do not do not tell them
1: how we do. This. Every, we are, everything I'm is objective, is, Hal. These you answers are objective. All right, I, I take it back. You can say that every single ruling we have is subjective. The truth is, aren't you the one being subjective? Maybe just yeah. relax, enjoy the ride. And yeah. know that your life is about to be changed and have a new law that you must follow, which is exactly. if somebody asks you out on the street, on public transportation, even in a library in a hushed whisper. What is the funniest musical instrument? It will be what we determine here today. And for all time, for all people. Correct.
0: For all beings, people, answer, you know, whatever. For all seasons. Yeah. For all seasons. And you know what? Hmm. I'm going to add on to that. Not only will you be required to say what the funniest instrument is if asked. If something hilarious happens then you are required to do the mouth version of that musical instrument. Yeah, it's not, what if something defeats the
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. you know what? Sorry, that's what we have to do now. The new, we might be determining what the new womp womp is.
1: Or we might be just solidifying the fact or that we it might is just womp,
0: be womp. solidifying with the womp. What is the womp womp? Is it a tuba? Is it a trombone? Is it a? That is, I is it a trumpet with a mute?
1: It is either a trombone with a mute or a trumpet with a mute. Gotcha. But I believe because it is a lower register that it is most likely a trombone. Yeah. All right. Well, since we've
0: already started talking about the trombone and the brass and how big a part of this brass is, let's start then. With our list of musical instruments that we all know that have comedic functions, as opposed to the list of our dessert list, if you will, of just bonkers musical instruments.
1: Do you want to start with where we with what we were just talking about? Yeah, let's trombone? talk about let's talk about the brass. I, I think we've got two
0: different on this particular list. I think there are two contenders in the brass world, and that is uh, the tuba and the trombone. Sure. I think the trombone for sad funny, the womp womp. I think the tuba for jaunty funny. Womp 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 Oh, I think
1: it sounds like a fart. And that's why you're like the funniest. You make a fart. Yeah. (laughs) Because if somebody plays a tuba (laughs) note and then some dad in the group is like, oh, pardon me.
0: Yeah, that's true. the The tuba is the fart of the brass section. Mm-hmm. Do you think i uh, like, any of the greats ever were like, added a fart on? Do you think Beethoven was like, F- I need to add a fart to this. I want to put a fart in this. It's a, it's a jaunty, a funny song. I'm going to put a secret fart in this song. In Ode to Joy is all farts.
1: Everything that Tuba is doing in that is farts. Yeah. They're all silently farting as they play it too. Back in those days, farts were hilarious. That's when they had, you know, we were, we were pretty close to the era of Lepetamine.
0: Oh Lepetamine. yes, I I know sure. Lepetamine. Uh for
1: those who don't know Lepetamine, how would you like to tell people who Lepetamine was? Lepetamine was a French performer who was known for his flatulence. He would do things like uh blow out I think he would play, he would play horns, he would blow out mm-hmm. candles, but he would also like tell a story. Oh yeah. Like uh once there was a little kid like and a and a father. And take it from there. Actually, if you want to see kind of an alt comedy version of that, David Cross's bit In Mr. Show is similar to what Lepetamine did, but not quite his fart and Gary bit is, is (laughs) almost a, is like a version of Lepetamine and that today there are many great fartists as they're called. Yeah. Out in the Flatulist. World. I believe Lepetimane preferred Flatulist. Yes, but he was a fartist.
0: He was a fartist. My dad has been obsessed with Lepetimane my whole life, and I was once in Iliad Bookshop, which is a brilliant, wonderful, amazing indie bookstore, all used books in L.A., and they have just bonkers sections. Uh Some of the sections of this bookstore are really fun, and I don't even know where I found this. I just saw it on the shelf, and it was down the spine of this book, Lepetimane, The Flaming Wind. Which is what he called (laughs) himself. That was his, his name. And, uh, and I thought, Oh my God. So I immediately bought it for my dad to send him as a birthday or Father's Day or whatever gift. And oh, the things we learned about Lepetamine from that book. My favorite piece of Lepetamine's act is that he would suck a goldfish bowl's worth of water using, using reverse farts. Yeah. And, uh, and he would suck the goldfish up too. And then he would do something else. And then. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, some sort of distraction to keep it up there a while. And then he would fart blast the perfectly clear
1: water and goldfish back into the bowl. You know, that goldfish is the epitome of what? And leave show business? (laughs) (laughs) Like the rabbit in the hat has nothing
0: on the goldfish in Lepetimane's butt.
1: Do you know how you're not supposed to tap on a goldfish tank like a fish yeah. tank because it creates mm-hmm. this just huge noise for them. If you didn't know, everybody out there if you have a fish tank, don't do the thing where you tap to try to get their attention because eventually like it, basically for them it's like oh, yeah. could you imagine the cacophony of horrorous sounds? Oh yeah. That that fish heard while in the bowels of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a quiet room in there.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. It's There's a lot going on, especially in Le butt.
1: Yeah, there's a machine at so, work there. Look,
0: the point is the tuba is the fart of the orchestra, but does that trump the slide potential that a trombone has? I think a trombone of the brass wins. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the womp womp sound. Would you also agree that neither of them will win? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, in this one, I have no idea who the big contenders are going to be.
1: I don't either, but just sitting here talking about the two of them, I'm like, oh, this is boring. Yeah. If they only kind of do it, like, yeah, they do the wah, wah. But even, even that is like. Yeah. We look, we can eliminate some stuff as we go. Like, I'm happy in to. The, in the Debbie Downer sketches, the trombone was used a lot. The wah, wah. Yeah. But then what was the best beat of that? was always when she talked about feline AIDS and you heard the meow meow. <laughs> so the funniest <laughs> trombone sound wasn't even a trombone. That's fair. Look, I'm
0: on your team on this, Hal. We're figuring this out together. Yes. I don't want to eliminate the tuba yet. Okay. Because farts are funny. I don't want to eliminate that tuba. They're funny. What about let's uh you know what then I think we can another one I think we can also eliminate hmm. from the list of musical instruments that we already know and love. That is the slide whistle. Because the slide whistle is just the high-pitched trombone.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of. Trombone is a little bit more of an actual. uh, The slide whistle is like an effect instrument. I don't think a lot of people are playing. You're not going to play the Jurassic Park theme on the slide whistle. You play it on a plastic recorder like an adult would.
0: Yeah, like an adult in a TikTok video about failing a nailed it kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Now, the sound of a slide whistle is certainly funny Mm -hmm. when it's used like in the right context. Generally, when it's going like against the grain of whatever it's showing is it's something that a slide whistle should never be used for rather than like somebody going down a slide and coming back up. Like, you know, those things I think are played best that way. But it also is, I think what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. and it's really just coming out in this conversation, is like the thing that like when I hear it, I just go, whoa, you know, like already immediately there's something to it.
0: Yeah. I would argue that that's reasonable, all right. what about there? You know what there's a musical instrument on this list that I think is interesting because I think the instrument itself is fascinatingly weird and fun, and it is a commonplace instrument, but it's about as weird a commonplace instrument as I can find, so in that regard, it's a funny instrument, but I think the fact that it is I don't know, primarily used at funerals in my, I don't know, cinematic experience of it anyway, uh, or solemn occasions, takes it off of this list, and that's the bagpipes. Never has so funny looking an instrument that literally is just you blowing air into a sheep's bladder and trying to hold unwieldy tubes up over your shoulder. Never has something so funny-looking been used for such solemn occasions. Like, you're not going to bust out the womp-womp sound at a funeral, but you're going to bust out bagpipes. I mean, maybe you will. You know what, Hal? If if I die before you at my funeral, will you use nothing but musical instruments that we have on this list? 100%. Thanks, man. I appreciate that.
1: I think the bagpipes is one of those instruments where people... It's, like, cool to not like it because it's loud or whatever. But it's an important Mm -hmm. part of Highland's culture. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful instrument. It is difficult to play. Uh, To me, the the only time I really found it super funny was on Friends. When Ross was surprising Monica and Chandler. Yeah. With, uh, (laughs) like, they see him across the way in his apartment. And he's learning to play Celebrate Good Times by Cool and the Gang. (laughs) And really, the funniest part of that is phoebe sitting there and going like singing along with it but Mm joyfully so i don't think it's i think that's one that's like it's cool to knock it around but i think it's actually a, a really great instrument oh i think it's a
0: great instrument too I'm saying it's it's do comedic and it's – I do. I'm saying it's comedic and it's unwieldiness. But it is very moving when the New York City Police Bagpipers Association in the St. Patrick's Day Parade marches and all plays that one song that every bagpiper knows. la, 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 la. La, 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 la. What is that? Is that the, is that a national anthem? Is that the Scottish national anthem? This is not making me sound so ignorant. The I Scottish
1: realize. national anthem. Yes, that is the Scottish. It's called uh, Long Live Nessie. It's about the Loch Ness Monster. Now you're messing with me.
0: Uh, mm. am
1: I though? All right. There is one, okay, You mentioned
0: before, you mentioned effect instruments. And there's a few effect instruments on this list. The only effect instrument, aside from the slide whistle, on this particular list, there's a couple on the next one, is the vibra-slap. You're familiar with the vibra-slap?
1: Yeah. I feel Let's like go it's... to a clip. This is what a vibra-slap sounds like. <laughs> okay. To me, like when I think of a vibra-slap, when I think of that, like I think of the that... beginning of Sweet Emotion.
0: Yeah, it does come in at the beginning of Sweet Emotion.
1: And that's all I think about. It. I'm like, yeah. oh, I like that song. It's not, yeah. I mean, it is funny because it's like, again, it feels like, is it funny because we heard it in a Three Stooges short? When yeah, like- that's
0: probably what it is. I think that we are just conditioned to think some of these sounds are funny. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't think that. When
0: they're really you funny. just simply used as punctuation in Three Stooges shorts. All right. There's two left on this list and I think they're pretty good. One is actually called the clown of the orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's unwieldy. It's hilarious. It's not over in the brass section. We're leaping over to the woodwinds, and I'm, of course, talking about the funny-looking and funny-sounding and
1: funnily-named bassoon. Do you know the difference between a bassoon player driving in a car and a frog driving in a car? No. The frog might be driving to a gig. (laughs) Oh, that that is a joke that I heard. I didn't make that up. I'm just telling you, again, this is one that there's a lot of contempt for. It is, like, funny-looking. When I think of the bassoon, the oboe, I always think of Peter and the wolf. That's sure. the one that comes to mind. Not, like, here's the – it is comically large to imagine someone, like, trying to get a bassoon on an airplane. I'm sure yeah. they break down. But, like, it just doesn't feel – it doesn't feel like it's it's – I don't know. It's just, it's a bassoon. It's
0: huge. I feel like tuba is the tuba over in the brass section is the masculine farts and the bassoon in the woodwind section is the feminine farts.
1: There's a lighter fart. It's a lighter, it's it's a lighter, lighter, gentler fart.
0: Yeah. It's a different fashion of fart. Mm -hmm. And it's also just a hilarious looking instrument. And it's fun to say tuba. Also fun to say,
1: look, bassoon tuba, the clown bassoon
0: of the orchestra. Vidal Bassoon.
1: I don't think any Boo. of these are winners.
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: I feel like we're boring ourselves talking about them. I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Hal, talking about this? No, you're not
2: this? boring
0: me. No, that damn bassoon is boring me. The bassoon is boring you. All right, one more in this section. One more. And that is, of course, the banjo. The thing yeah. is, I've heard the banjo sound really cool, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've heard a banjo sound hilarious. I've also heard it sound really cool.
1: I mean, We, we own a banjo in this household. Neither yeah. of us know how to play it. I would love to learn. I think the banjo is an incredible instrument. I like bluegrass music. Maybe that's why I do get I like when you think of a banjo being used for comedic effect. What do you think of Steve Martin? Oh, I see. I just think of him playing. He's just a great I never thought of him playing it comedically. I just thought he played it in between jokes. I guess I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I'm so I'm thinking of it as punctuation for jokes.
1: I think of you know what I mean. Dueling banjos is like become Oh dear, that is not a comedic scene in that but movie. How? Uh, no, it's not. There's nothing comedic in that film. No, no. that is a horrifying <laughs> scene. I, I agree, but I think that's where it's used most commonly in like a reference to like we're really in the sticks now.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: That's what I mean. I'm not saying it's hilarious, I'm saying that's how it's used.
0: I think of it not as I think of it as punctuation for comedy or like I feel like that's how if a chase scene is going to begin where uh a chase scene with some raggedy cars, not a chase scene with cool cars, a chase scene with cars that are duct taped together is going to have banjo music underneath it. Uh But, yeah, I don't think any of these are coming out of here, which means our winner is going to come from this oddballs section, which we are going to talk about when we come back from these messages from some of the other fine shows on the Maximum Fun Network.
1: After these messages, we'll, we'll be right, be right back. back.
0: The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent potty mouth Star Trek podcast
2: is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have our very own live show tour, and we're inviting all Star Trek fan Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. And this year, we're
0: going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V, The Final Frontier.
2: We're going to go to a bunch of cities. And GreatestGenTour.com has all the info.
0: That's GreatestGenTour.com for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment
2: Tour. Share your embarrassment and grow stronger from the sharing.
0: Hi, I'm Travis McElroy.
2: And I'm Teresa McElroy.
0: And we're the hosts of Schmanners.
2: If you're looking for a good place to jump into our show, uh, we really recommend either the Playgrounds episode or the Job Interviews episode.
0: Or if you want to go way back, you can check out the episode where we compare the differences between afternoon tea and high tea. So check out those episodes and new episodes every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Hal, we got some real contenders in here. Let the fun begin, since you obviously didn't have any fun in the first half of this show.
1: I had fun talking with you. I think the, the instruments were boring, and I was surprised by that, because well, I thought the, of yeah. those instruments when I saw the topic, and then yeah. I realized, no, but you have a list of five. You have, oh, no, I no, I have five. a list of more than
0: five. These I'm, are just I'm the ones I that think-
1: you probably haven't seen. I think you have the five heavy hitters here. So I,
0: yes, I think you're right about the other musical instruments. I think they're boring just because we're so used to them. They're commonplace. We've seen them in orchestras for years. So let's tackle some musical instruments that we have not most likely seen. We have, of course, in no particular order, the automaton, which I saw for the first time today. And you own, which made me laugh very hard to find out that you own. We'll talk about all of these. Should I go
1: get it? Can you go grab it? Yeah, I'll go grab it. Give me 45 seconds. Talk to everybody.
0: Okay. While Hal is away for these 45 seconds, I just wanted to tell you guys, I feel really guilty now that apparently the list of musical instruments that I thought was funny, but you know, Hal, you know, he, he got bored by it. And look, he's left right now. Do I think he's going to get that automaton? I hope so. I hope he's not just getting in his car and leaving because we talked about a trombone. Anyway, how are you? I'll wait.
2: Oh, wow. Well, what'd you say to her after she said that? Oh, so yeah. No, look,
1: you're not wrong. Oh, here comes. When did out. this podcast become the continental? I was listening the whole time. <laughs> Here's an automatone. It looks like a musical note. Yes. It's got a little face at the end. Yes. And you, you squeeze the cheeks to make it talk, and that. It looks like it a way. musical note, but it, it looks like if you were playing a musical
0: note like a saxophone.
1: Uh, shall I play a little bit for you? Please play
0: a little automatone right, for us. Mouth. Mouth. It has. By the way, it has a face on it, and opening its mouth is what you.
1: That was, of course, the Force theme from Star Wars, if you didn't recognize that. Oh, wow. On the automaton. That's good. Is that from the new series? Is that from Ahsoka, the new Force theme? No, it's from the original. It's weird. Maybe you don't have a good ear for music. You just probably couldn't hear it. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Anyway, it's cute. It's really cute. It's fun that you like squeeze it. He's like, basically. Everybody go
0: look at an automaton. It's, uh, you
1: can play actual songs on it, but the fact that it has a fretless neck makes it a little harder to discern sort of what you're playing on it or where you are.
0: Which is also why it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to, it's one of those instruments that's, if you don't know what you're doing with it, it's fun to try to play an actual song and, you know, have an epic, it's great for epic fails of actual songs. Yeah. Because it is, you're going to do it adorably. Yeah. And I highly encourage everybody to go online. There are some really good covers of songs. If you like Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, do not listen to the automaton version of it.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, if you play it well, it's cool to hear like, Oh, this is being played well. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not, I wouldn't say what you heard me play was no. the most pleasant thing you've ever heard. Well, it's because what it's I... fretless. And what if, you
0: don't know exactly where the notes are. Uh oh, what are you What if I, what if I went with the low voice? I'm really good at this. You really are. I, I mean, I, I heard it that time. That was, that was John Williams again. That time that was the, that's Superman. Superman. Of course it was. That's why I, I just couldn't remember his name. I knew what it was. I couldn't remember his name was Superman. But I saw him when I heard you doing that. That is jarring. Just a, I, I'm so, glad everybody else can't see this because that's jarring that's to look at. Winner. I
1: think that's the winner. It's I a fun people, instrument. Do you no. know how many people just unsubscribed hearing me play that?
0: <laughs> Probably a few. Let's talk about another classic instrument that the automaton has been compared to in its fretless digital sound. And that is, of course... The instrument our friend Evan Schleder has played many times in the Thrilling Adventure Hour show. That is the theremin. Do you think of the theremin as a, I think it is a funny instrument. Theremin, for those who don't know, is you play it within space. It is like waves, I think that cause it. It's a field that is thrown out and moving your hand around. It's where you get that sci-fi. Yeah. 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 Kind of sound. I think that in that case, the, the sound is more eerie. The instrument is funny and cool in space age.
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I heard a theremin player at the old silent movie theater when it existed. When I watched Oh, R.I.P. I saw Metropolis on Halloween night, and yeah, uh, I love that place. And it was cool. And they had the one of the original organ players who was eight million years old, and they like helped him over the piano, and then he just started playing amazingly beautifully. But I think it's to watch Eben play it because he is Mm -hmm. such a facile musician. Not only yeah. is he just like a killer composer who creates these great songs, but he can play a ton of different instruments, and him playing this one is really impressive. But it does look like it reminds me of when Bugs Bunny gets in the fight with the uh opera singer and then does oh. the thing where he keeps <laughs> making him sing higher yeah. and lower. Yeah, and what's opera doc. It makes me think of that because you like you're he's so dramatic in his movement. Oh, he's
0: so emotive, yeah. So
1: precise. But also it looks weird. Cause it looks like he's playing a ghost machine.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't. That's the thing. It looks like you are plucking the, str- or like bowing the strings of a ghost cello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a very cool instrument. I don't know if the adjective I'd use for it is funny though. I think it's cool. I think it's yeah. spooky. I think it's ethereal. I think it's like sexy. It's yeah. There's a lot of different words I'd use. I don't think funny. I don't know if I would use sexy to describe a theremin, but sure. Oh, sorry. Uh, long haired hair. Ken has corrected me on that. What's opera doc is with Elmer Fudd when they do, when they do the actual opera, kill the wabbit. Yeah. This is long haired hair where bugs is the maestro. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think the hair, the theremin is the funniest. Uh -uh. Another one with a funny name that might not be the funniest. It's a definitely a funny instrument to look at. They're not around that much anymore, but it was super versatile. And that's the hurdy gurdy. For those who are not familiar with a hurdy gurdy, this is what it sounds like. Okay, um, okay, that is not a hurdy-gurdy. That is Hal's automaton once more. This is a hurdy-gurdy.
1: Yeah, okay, here's the deal with yeah. the hurdy-gurdy. At this point, if you're listening to this in the contemporary age in which it was recorded and not months later, right now, the big trend on TikTok lives is this NPC thing. What is that? Like they're moving and then they're like, non player character. Thanks for the rose. Thanks for the rose. Yeah. They're like an NPC you encounter and NPCs in video games by and large, they say like four or five things in some rotation. So when you interact with them, it feels a little different, but there's really not much there. Mm -hmm. Doing that, and this feels like one that's said in like Lord of the Rings, like, "No, Elrond is near. Elrond is near." So when I heard it, it made me think of those. And I well, that's just that particular song. Wait a minute. So you are mad at
0: the Hurdy Gurdy simply because you associated the song that this dude was playing on his
1: Hurdy Gurdy with an NPC you didn't like? I'm not mad at the Hurdy Gurdy. I'm not mad at any particular NPC. Just it's like the trend's got to end sometime. It's got so you're to mad at the trend. Soon, you're right? mad at a TikTok trend, me. so the
0: Hurdy Gurdy is going it to made suffer. Me think
1: of it, and then I got mad—not at the Hurdy Gurdy, but at the memory, <laughs> the emotion that I felt in that moment. The Hurdy gurdys great; it does sound like like something to be playing in like a in like a D and D. If you were like at a LARP, yeah. At, well, like, it's it's of know, that like era, and,
0: yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen one, it's very cool. It's got a crank and lots of buttons, and yeah. it looks yeah, it looks like Rube Goldberg built a cello. Uh, so there's like one crank that basically has a rosin bow that continuously is running across the strings while you've got buttons that do other assorted things. But again, it, it suffers from that same thing that a theremin suffers from where it's a cool looking instrument, but the sounds aren't particularly funny. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You shared a video of it and like, oh, this is really good. This sounds like full orchestration again from like some fantasy world. This, This isn't funny. I mean, it looks funny. It looks slapdash. And its name is funny. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool.
0: Imagine, yeah, imagine a balalaika uh, that Doc Brown got his hands on <laughs> is what it looks like. All right. We've got a few more.
1: The nose flute.
0: Let's talk about the nose flute. I happen to have a nose flute right here in my hand. It That's is a little piece of plastic. Uh, yeah, it's very odd. The way that a nose flute works, it looks almost like a, a baby's pacifier with a yeah. little thing that goes up to I your nose and channels he, the so air.
1: It seals off your nose, so it's forcing it through the holes in the front. Mark, do you want to play a little bit? Oh, it's not being picked up. Uh, okay. Fortunately, I have one, too. Do you want me to play mine? It might be a little different. You have a nose flute, too? Yeah, play your nose yeah, yeah, flute. Yeah, yeah. Now. yeah, Here's my nose flute.
2: Yeah. Uh-
0: once again, uh, listeners, people of the world, that is Hal's automaton. Uh That is not a nose flute. How dare you disrespect the nose flute? I will have you know, Hal, that I would like to give a shout out to Tim Reeder, a friend of mine in Disneyland, who is, I don't know how he managed to get this. He is the only nose flute player listed officially in the American Federation of Musicians. He is the AFM's only union nose flute player, nose flautist, if you will. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, It's a fun little instrument. It's it's kind of hard to pick up. Uh, Not physically. It's very light plastic. I mean, it's kind of hard to get that but once you get it right, it's just moving your mouth around in the right way. Uh, Also finding out that Kevin Murphy of uh, Rift Tracks, a uh, friend of the show who's been on the show before, uh, an expert nose flute player as well.
1: That's my nose flute was given to me by Kevin, and, it, and oh really? It, the nose flute has appeared on the Thrilling Adventure Hour stage because of Kevin. So he came. It was either a traveling show or he was in in L.A. to do a show, and he played the nose flute and he had nose flutes for everybody. So that's yeah. where my nose flute's from. And I I it's that might be where my other because I
0: have two nose flutes. That might be where my other nose flute came from, was yeah. from Kevin. That's very sweet. I love that. I feel bad I mean, not remembering that it was. Yeah, he's not a professional nose flautist. But yeah, it's fun. It can fit in your pocket. Of course, there are other hilarious instruments that can fit in your pocket. I'm talking, of course, about the kazoo. Who doesn't love a
1: kazoo? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Here, let me I'll play mine too. Hal, again.
0: That ah, you're not fooling the people of the world. We we're not here to fool the people of the world, Hal. Aren't we? Yeah, maybe a little. That was the automatone once again. Everybody loves a kazoo. I think the kazoo's a contender, actually. It's funny. You use it in comedy. It fits in your pocket. Anybody can play a kazoo. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. I like a kazoo.
1: Another one that fits in your pocket? Let me see if I actually have one of these. If he pulls out like a full grand piano, I think we might have a winner. Folks, how are you? I know Mark, when like, he asked how you were, but I really want to know how you're doing. You can you can talk to me. Found, Found it. Oh,
0: I'm back. What yeah, were you guys talking about? Don't say anything.
1: Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Nothing.
0: And that, of course, is the instrument I hold in my hand right now that I really hope. I didn't realize that musical instruments were not things that mics could pick up, but let's see.
1: No, it's not picking up at all. Oh, I'll make the noise while you're doing it. Okay. That is, of course, a mouth harp,
0: which really, it does one thing. It's another one of those effect sounds like uh uh-huh. the mouth harp is great. It makes me think of the South much like if you mix a mouth harp and a banjo. We are going to watch someone blow on a jug that has three x's on it. It's Short. inevitable that's and a washboard yeah like it's the, we're it's basically the musical instruments from the country Bear Jamboree
1: yeah, wash tub bass,
0: yeah, but I love a mouth harp. It does one thing. It's a funny sound. I like it yeah uh, i I do have a couple more that yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah, to yeah, mention before more. before the one that, as we are eliminating them, I think becomes a real winner in this
1: i think you know what it
0: is you know i think we know what it is we'll get there though the didgeridoo a fun drone instrument fun to say the boy yeah. of it though i don't want to make fun of a culture yeah, it's, a, it's an a instrument cultural, that is yeah that is a is cultural it. iconic instrument and i do not want to make fun of yeah, that
1: it's a, yeah it's a, it's a cultural instrument of the indigenous people of australia yeah so it's it, just it, a fun it, uh, word it is fun and it's also big it's like any big cumbersome looking thing is gonna be funnier and watching somebody play like it doesn't seem easy to play because like the cheeks are blowing out like dizzy gillespie yeah like i get it i get what is funny about it but i don't it
0: is culturally important so it is not it's its main adjective is not funny
1: it's been tone setting there i think there are a lot of cultures who have Musical instruments that are part of their rich cultural history that have been turned into like a breakfast that Tiffany's musical sting to let you know somebody of a certain ethnicity has entered the room. And it's like, yeah, not a great instrument that yeah has, and I'm not accusing you of this. I'm just saying sure. like, we, I think a lot of times you hear like, you might hear both the mouth harp and a didgeridoo in like an outback steakhouse commercial. And it's just to make you like, make you feel like, Oh, this is in Australia, yeah. but it's. Uh like it's appropriating a group of people who have appropriated it from another group of people, like we yeah. just don't we're just learning about it, mark, and we're, the ad execs who appropriated know. it from all of them that's right we're learning this is part of our journey as people I'm exactly to share with everybody
0: exactly and our our purpose in this episode is not to offend and not to make fun of cultural icons. We are simply trying to objectively, as we determined before. Yeah discover the funniest instrument. Uh, There's also the flexitone, which is a bit like a
1: vibra-slap, but it's got metal, so there's a kind of pingy sound to it. (laughs) Do you know when I hear well, there's no way you would know this? When I hear the flexitone, I immediately think of brain games, the early eighties series on HBO that was a, a bunch of short, they're animated or live action pieces meant to help exercise the minds of children. So it have puzzles yeah. or things you'd have to figure out. And actually I have one here. Do you want to hear it? You, oh, you have a, you have a flexitone? Yeah. 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 Ready? Yeah. I'd love to hear it.
0: <laughs> Hal, I will talk to you after the show so mad at you right now. Mm. It's not the flexitone. No. It's not the vibra-slap. Mm-mm. It's not the kazoo. No. Though I like a kazoo. Hal, there is a funniest musical instrument, and I think we both know what it is. <laughs> because it's the musical instrument that contains all of these musical instruments. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course... The photo player. Now, the photo player, for those who don't know, is a player piano, an upright player piano, which is a piano where that has the rolls going. I don't need to mansplain a player piano. Do you know what a player piano is? Automatic piano playing old timey music. But in addition to a piano, all of these musical instruments we have talked about, with exception maybe of the automaton, which Hal has demonstrated so beautifully this entire time. All nearly all of the other instruments are present in this player piano, which imagine an 88-key player piano, you know, it's about, what, seven feet wide, that has Mm -hmm. been extended on either side with just a bonkers array of musical instruments and the cacophony that comes out of these. I know I was joking earlier about throwing to a clip, but this time I really would like to throw to a clip. And I think, Hal, in this moment, maybe you and I ought to just give this a listen to because there's something really magical about this instrument oh there's also horns just honk honk yeah there's a tambourine there's a slide whistle oh bells there was a vibra slap oh he's still going it sounds like someone is using an entire kitchen to play music yeah oh this the we forgot about the, whish, the whistle with a fan in it
1: yeah You know who didn't forget about that? It doesn't matter at this point. doesn't matter. I could listen to this all day. Oh, bravo. Okay, so people of the world. There's no question. This thing was built for comedy. It's got a whole thing. Somebody said, give me the Spike Jones Orchestra and just put them in one thing. Just put them in one thing. And there's no way you don't look ridiculous while it's playing. Cause yeah. you're sitting there doing this and you're pulling on things and squeezing that and moving and cranking things around. In fact, if you want to see a very recent photo player in popular culture, watch season one of I think you should leave with Tim Robinson in which Fred Willard plays the photo player. That is all I will say. But yeah. the idea of it, just like the whole, it's funny. It's, 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 it's perfect. It is funny. a, is a perfect. It is, it is the only
0: one of these that I would argue is objectively funny.
1: Yes. Cause you use yeah. it to create the soundtrack of a comedy, yeah. but it's funnier to just watch somebody play it with this no guy eye. looks like he's going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Go, everybody
0: go online, put photo player into YouTube and you'll see exactly what we were talking about. You'll hear the music that you just heard and you will see this clip. It's the greatest. And of course it was on an episode of Hauser, California's greatest export. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Bring us home, Hal.
1: People of the world how it's the photo player asked and answered (laughs) thank you tom for this suggestion this topic is
0: closed but there are many more topics to discuss so please reach out to us via email
1: at we got this podcast at gmail.com or head to our facebook group enjoy uh, just share your favorite photo player clips just do that nothing more facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast thank you to producer ken plume you can support him at patreon.com ken plume and by supporting the show there's so many ways to support ken do all of them also thank you to researcher kate mcmanus graphic designer uri kelman and qa engineer jen alba and thanks of course to our musicians
0: jonathan dinerstein and mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you the people of the world with whom we would love to all sit in front of this 10-foot-wide, beautiful musical instrument and laugh our butts off. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to enjoy some silliness tonight. We wouldn't be making the show without you. We couldn't be making the show without you. So from us, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi.
1: For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. Uh... Hal. We got this. We got this. We got this. (laughs) Maximum Fun,
2: a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.